Hello everyone, welcome to episode 13 of Insider Investing. On this very lucky episode, we are talking about the stories of the mistakes that people make when markets fall. Vaibhav and I rely on our previous experience of working with the ultra wealthy to tell you what are the top 5 mistakes we can make when markets fall so you don't have to repeat those. Hi Vaibhav, uh, welcome to episode 13. You know, 13 is a lucky number and which is why we are going to discuss the massively falling markets uh, right now. One of the, uh, you know, last few weeks have been fairly interesting. Suddenly, uh, people are starting to send us those signals, right? I was told uh, that somebody sent me a Nifty chart that Nifty has dipped three times now uh, and a fourth very deep correction is coming and I asked, why do you say that? Because they said that's exactly the same thing happened in 2020, right? And now people are trying to find patterns to say that, okay, markets are going to fall. You know, you were telling me about this telegram group you're on where somebody was telling you that Nifty will hit 14,000. Um, what, what exactly is happening? Uh, thanks, Sandeep. Glad to be back. Uh, really excited to join on this podcast. This is my favorite topic and every time we see it, uh, Whenever markets are going up, people have different targets uh, versus whenever markets are going down. I think we have seen it uh, enough number of times. Uh, as you know, started our career uh, long back and I've seen enough cycles to realize that uh, these things uh, keep happening. And most of it happens because we are too preoccupied with uh, short-term movement of the market instead of focusing on uh, long-term investment objectives. Uh, so I think really excited. Uh, uh, hopefully you'll be able to uh, gather some uh, learning out of this podcast and uh, share some experiences that we have accumulated over time yeah. through market corrections. No, I thought it would be a good idea to, you know, frame this uh, and say that what, I mean, we see a lot of mistakes happen when markets are falling, right? Because it's natural human beings, we react to panic in different ways. And uh, I thought it would be a good idea to cover the top five mistakes that we can avoid as investors when we uh, are in a market correction, right? Sure. Uh, and I think the biggest thing for us to realize is that everyone is playing a different game, right? Your game is uh, of a long-term uh, investor. There are traders, so there will be other noise, etc. But what we are trying to do is make sense of the top five mistakes that you can make uh, as a long-term investor. For somebody who wants to invest for the next uh, 5, 10, 15 years, uh, of their life. Uh, let's start with mistake number one, which is, uh, uh, you know, when typically when markets are falling, one of the most common thing we hear is, let me sell everything right now and come back in later, right? And this is something that we saw very closely in 2008. You know, I had mm -hmm. one of my uh, largest investors at that time, who uh, currently lives in Singapore. And he called me from there and said that, Sandeep, uh, this was late, uh, I think it was November, December 2008 and let's sell everything for once and uh, I will come back in later. Uh, I, I think that the markets can continue falling and this by the way was when Nifty had already like uh, gone down to almost like 3000 Nifty from a peak of 6 odd thousand uh, earlier that year. So this is a very common mistake that a lot of people make and I think you would have also seen it uh, very closely. Yeah, absolutely Sandeep. Uh, a similar thing uh, happened with me also. 
in 2020 march uh, one of the clients uh, decided to liquidate all his equity positions uh, even before the lockdown was announced and i still remember he sold out all of his equity positions when nifty was at 8000 and nifty kept going up after that and unfortunately once you sold out at 8000 nifty and nifty starts going up you start believing that nifty is going up for the wrong reasons and it should come down for sure uh, which which is what we call confirmation bias we always mm-hmm. looking for evidences to uh, confirm our biases uh, and uh, other thing is uh, i was looking at some data on uh, mfi website uh, the other day you won't believe uh, equity mutual funds aum cumulative aum of all the equity mutual fund schemes put together was higher on december 2007 than on uh, december 2013 so imagine for 5 years people did not come back that so this clearly tells you that it's very difficult to make a comeback in the equity market once you have liquidated your position so so there is what we called uh, the behavioral gap in the performance once mm-hmm. you liquidate out of the market it's impossible to make a comeback especially in an environment where markets are going up if markets are going down you will believe that uh, they will go down further so you don't invest if markets are going up you'll believe that uh, they should correct and therefore you don't invest yeah i think the the biggest thing is that the sense of disbelief is very high right when you've sold out and markets yeah. start moving up you start feeling oh this is going to fall now again it will come back and i will come back in at that point in time and sometimes you never get that opportunity you end up actually buying at a level much higher than the one you sold at so that is mistake number 1 which is to sell uh today in the hope of coming back in uh, later uh let's move to mistake number 2 we are all long term investors uh, uh and you know we make uh savings out of our annual or monthly salary etc uh the ideal thing that we know is to keep investing periodically but uh one of the most common mistakes during market falls is to hold back on fresh investments and the common uh thinking is let things settle i will come back in after that uh and you are potentially missing on a biggest dollar cost averaging opportunity when it comes to your portfolio but why do you think people do this uh, web of it goes back to uh, the feeling of disbelief sandeep uh, uh if you look at data historically sip numbers have moved in tandem with markets if markets go up sip numbers and equity mutual fund inflows go up if markets go down equity mutual fund inflows and sip numbers go down uh it's largely a function of relying too much on historical performance and and uh, we discussed it uh, enough number of times that performance of corpus is very different from the performance of the fund mm. so what i mean here is uh, for example if you are invested in an equity mutual fund that has delivered 20% return year on year but when you look at the performance of the investors uh aum or investors corpus it will be very different from the performance of the fund now it happens uh, because every investor keeps changing their uh, goal post or uh, objectives depending on the market environment and that is something which, which is extremely important for investors to realize that your investment objectives have to remain static market will never remain static hmm and if markets were stable then there would be no return because yeah, yeah. you are getting rewarded for the risk that you are taking if that risk were taken out of the market then there would be no return you would get 
FD type returns, which yeah. is where so, there is no risk. There is free returns. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I think that is, I think the one big realization that we have to make that when markets go down and risk goes up, that is the time potentially that uh, you can actually make higher long-term returns because now you will be rewarded for taking that risk uh, over a period of time. And honestly, Sandeep, risk goes down when markets are going down. You're buying cheaper. Technically, right. if, if you fund, look at this as a principle of buying something cheap, if you buy something cheap, that means you are taking lesser risk. Uh, unfortunately, people look at it other way around. People believe that when things are moving up, risk is lower. But uh, unfortunately, that's not true. In fact, when markets are lower, stocks are cheaper, you can buy stocks at much lower valuations and therefore your risk is much lower. Your margin of safety is much higher. Correct. I think the, the question is, if perceived risk is, uh, what is the perceived yeah, yeah. risk? Right? Sometimes yeah, yeah. when markets are falling, we perceive risk to be more than what it actually is. And there is a difference between actual risk and perceived risk. Actual risk is much higher when markets are in a tear on upwards. And perceived risk is much higher when markets are on the uh, way down. I, and I think uh, we, uh, we are often rewarded for uh, uh, taking perceived risk, right? Because uh, if when everyone is fearing the market, everyone is worried, uh, when the perceived risk numbers are at the, at the highest, that is potentially the time to continue doing your regular investments and uh, hopefully you will make money in the long term. So, uh, so that is, you know, the mistake number two. Now let's come to mistake number uh, three, Weber. And, you know, this is something that we see uh, very often, uh, especially on the back of uh, a bull market. In a bull market, uh, you end up accumulating a lot of poor quality uh, stocks uh, in your portfolio. And it's natural. Somebody has told you something, uh, you know, you've reacted to that situation and you bought what we clearly know is not high quality investments. Uh, there is a tendency in uh, investors that when markets fall, uh, you freeze when it comes to those poor quality investments. You feel that let it recover, I will sell it at that point of time. How should investors react to this uh, situation? <laughs> so loss aversion kicks in and uh, there is a saying in the market that uh, in bull market everyone is a fund manager <laughs> and every other person that you meet in the bull market uh, will recommend you some stock idea. And because uh, you see high rate of success on these ideas, you, you are quite tempted to act to it. And in the process, you end up accumulating uh, many stocks or many schemes, which uh, are uh, not of great quality. They were doing well because uh, uh, liquidity flow was strong and uh, everything uh, was doing well in the market. Uh, it's very important to segregate your winners and losers and winners not in terms of price performance but in terms of quality of investments that you are invested in. What happens Sandeep uh, typically is on the downside everything converges. Good quality stocks, bad quality stocks, everything will fall. But on the upside, you will see significant divergence. So whenever markets recover, you will see the divergence between good companies and bad companies and which gets amplified over time. So mm -hmm. if you go back in time, what would have worked in 2006-7, most of these stocks are still down 97-98%, right, mm -hmm. from those peaks. 
but good companies have recovered but if you see the correction of 2008 all the companies fell together hmm. so it's important that you are able to make that distinction and that's where uh, sometimes there is no harm in taking advice of an expert yeah i think uh, you know there, there are two uh, things here if you break it up right one is we all know that we end up selling our winners and holding on to our losers yeah right because when the winner is up you feel like oh i have to book profits so i'll keep selling it whereas what is in a loss uh, you keep holding on to that yeah the second thing is that we get married to our decision and yeah. one of the best examples of people who do not do that yeah. are very successful investors you know i was uh, uh, in in february of 2020 when just before i mean covid was beginning to rear its head etc warren buffet was on cnbc and uh, the cnbc reporter asked him that what will you do if markets fall in a big way he said i can't tell you what i will do but i will tell you what i will not do <laughs> and he said i will not sell when markets are down yeah right? now march 2020 happened uh, the whole world came crashing down the uh, globally lockdown happened things shut down what did warren buffet do he sold all the airline stocks that he had yeah a month back he had said i will never sell yeah a month later he realized that that was a mistake yeah. and he corrected that mistake yeah. i think good investors uh, correct their mistakes and move to quality uh, especially during down markets because like you rightly said when the markets go up the good quality will do better than the poor quality and there is no better time to sell poor quality than when markets are down the other thing sandeep to add to what you said uh, good investors don't react to the prices they react to the fundamentals hmm. so on this uh, in this example of what warren warren buffett did he didn't react to the price he reacted to the fundamentals correct and fundamentally at that point of time uh, there was no visibility of the world opening up again and yeah. he clearly saw that there was a change in reality right yeah, yeah. now uh, uh, and if there's a change in reality you need to react to that yeah yeah uh, absolutely yeah and uh, probably different things will uh, uh, do better so let's come to now the fourth uh, mistake and this is something that i personally feel i am also guilty of right <laughs> which is uh, uh, when markets are down we check our portfolios very often yeah it's a natural tendency uh, you know uh, <clears throat> and i think there is this uh, thing that uh, smartphones cause you more to do it uh when you open the smartphone in the morning the phone recommends to you which app to open yeah. right <laughs> and in my case it's money control because uh, probably the, it is realizing that i open it every morning and <laughs> therefore uh, and especially in uh, tough markets uh, uh, you know your net worth is falling uh, rapidly there is this tendency of okay let me open it and see what is happening and maybe uh, i can do something maybe i can react to it how do we avoid that temptation it's a tough one sandeep and all of us are guilty of that uh, but honestly as i said if if you stay too preoccupied with the uh, day to day price movement it will fuel anxiety and uh, you'll end up compromising on your long term investment objectives uh, uh, i've done it in past and if i go back to 2008 uh, i've i've made the same mistake so that was my first uh, bear cycle in the market and uh, because i was looking at the markets on daily basis 
and the bad thing about bear markets is every news that you will receive will be negative right and it uh, reinforces the belief that uh, something really bad is going to happen or uh, things are not going to improve but mm-hmm. things improve suddenly uh, and uh, the classic case is uh, how markets recovered in 2009 mm-hmm. uh, one election outcome of uh, upa2 getting selected and markets were up 20% in a day's time <laughs> imagine you are out of the market uh, and in one day's time you lost out on 20% returns so that's that's what happens so uh, it's a futile exercise to look at markets on daily basis it's only going to fuel anxiety and which will force you to react adversely yeah i think and this is one thing that we have tried to uh, you know learn from our own mistakes and incorporate in the deserve platform is that uh, we focus on the future of your portfolio rather than focusing on what's happened in the near uh, term so uh, how we report data is uh, linked to how the portfolio can do in the future depending on the previous movements of the markets and that to me uh, gives me a lot of assurance that i am on the right path even though short term portfolios uh, will be down so i think uh, uh, as as people in the in this industry uh, we owe a responsibility to make sure that we are not encouraging this behavior of constantly checking the portfolio because that can actually cause uh, significant damage uh, uh, to our uh, investors uh however let's come to the fifth and the final mistake right uh and i think uh, this is something again that happened uh, very actively in this last bull run which is uh, uh, thematic investments uh and we all know that the themes uh, that moved well in the first run may not be the themes which will do well in the second run what is the mistake that investors make when it comes to thematic uh, portfolios so thematic investors uh, uh, is a baby of a bull run uh, in 2000 we saw uh, everyone wanting to invest in tech stocks uh, in 2006 7 everyone wanted to invest in infra stocks in 2013 14 everyone wanted to invest in pharma stocks uh, 2019 20 everyone wanted to invest in consumer discretionary or uh, uh, new age technology companies See, the thing is, a particular market environment supports uh, these themes. If there is any change in the market environment, that theme may or may not play out. Uh, if you look at uh, uh, today's data, and uh, if I was holding on to the same portfolio that I was invested in 2007, then uh, uh, my portfolio would have still been negative. Because the most popular theme then was investing in real estate companies and infrastructure stocks. And those stocks have not yet recovered. 2013-14 pharmaceutical, pharma index is still down 35-40% from 2013-14 levels. Wow. So it's important that you don't uh, get married to a theme. That theme does really well because the environment was conducive. And narrative gathers so much conviction because uh, everyone is talking about that narrative. And you end up investing uh, in that narrative and that creates a virtuous cycle for the performance of that theme. But the moment there is a change in the fundamental or economic environment, that theme may or may not recover. So it's important that you stay away from investing in thematics, uh, uh, thematic plays and reassess your portfolio. As I said, uh, and at Deserve, uh, you know the way we have designed the portfolio. We don't believe in any thematic investing. We believe that narrative-based investing uh, 
are only for a short period of time and for you to time uh, uh, the entry and exit perfectly is extremely difficult. So it's important uh, that you stay away from uh, these kind of investing. No, absolutely. And we have spoken about this earlier, even when the bull run in the in one of our previous podcasts about how thematic investment uh, is uh, potentially a very concerning trend that we were seeing. Hopefully with markets correcting, some of that uh, will also stop. Thematic investment is a is a bad idea at any market cycle, not only yeah. when markets are falling. So uh, I think uh, that was interesting. So those are our top five mistakes. One, selling uh, uh, to come back in later. Second, that we will not do fresh investments till markets settled. Third, that holding on to poor quality uh, and waiting for the recovery to happen to churn your portfolio. Fourth, checking your portfolio too often. And fifth is thematic investments. So, uh, you know, and one of the things we get asked very often is, uh, will markets recover from here? You know, and I'm reminded of this Morgan Housel uh, response and uh, we'll customize it to India. If somebody asks you or uh, talks to you about, will markets recover? You should ask them, will it rain in Mumbai this year? It will certainly rain in Mumbai this year. The only question is when. Uh, and I think we just have to be patient. Yeah, yeah. Great, great, Sandeep. Uh, uh, nice chatting uh, as always. Uh, uh, I believe uh, our uh, listeners will benefit because of this. And uh, there would be many more such mistakes that people would be making. We could cover five and uh, these, these five are part of our experiences that we have accumulated over time. Thank you, Webab. I really enjoyed this. And Thank let's you. hope everyone recovers from this uh, market correction uh, with their sanity intact and portfolios doing well. Thanks. Great. Thanks. We hope you found the insights from this show useful. You can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, follow the YouTube channel of Deserve for more insights on personal finance and investing.